Hello and welcome to John's Author Diary for the weekend in May the 17th, 2020. This week has been something of a mixed bag. It was my birthday on Tuesday. Basically had my birthday the day before they eased the lockdown restrictions in the UK. So even though there's still a lot of places closed, a lot of personal distancing measures being put in, a lot of things where the police are still bordering on social control rather than actually solving a problem like a pandemic. There's some green shoots of hope, the death rate's going down. We're now allowed to leave our houses more than once a day. We can actually meet with people outside, but it can only be one person from another household, which basically means you can only meet in twos. Which of course means if you have a child and you want to go and send them to see their grandma, for example, then that's not going to work. So it still kind of sucks. But my wife and son did do a lot of things on my birthday that were nice. They made me a teddy. So my son really wanted to make me a teddy. And so they bought a pattern and cut out the material and stuffed it and sewed it together. So that was really sweet. We also ordered takeaway pizzas and had some chocolate cake. So that was good. That was fun and exciting. What was very cool is on, I think it was Monday, which is the night before my birthday, I saw what I believe was Venus in the sky. Now, because of my eye condition, I don't think I've seen anything like that since I was a kid. But my wife pointed it out to me and she says, you know, you might be able to see that one. Just look there over the garage roof and she kind of pointed me in the right direction and I spotted it. And I took a photo and it was really bright. So I'm convinced that it wasn't a star. I'm convinced it was too bright to be a star. So it was probably Venus. And I even managed to get a photo of it on my phone. So that just shows how bright it was. Because it definitely wasn't moving or anything like that. So don't think it was a plane or a satellite or anything like that. So in terms of publishing this week, I've got two things out. So the first one is Blind Reset, so that came out on my birthday. I would describe that launch as a complete flop. I didn't expect it to do particularly well. The series doesn't sell that well. This was just a book to get out to clear my backlog of open titles. So I'm going to run some free promos on book one over the next few weeks, try and get people into the series interested in buying book two. But the way it stands, it's definitely convinced me that I'm not going to be writing any more books in that series. And I've also just released The Tower, which is book 16 of the Ravenglass Chronicles. So that is now live and that's already doing well. So that's good. It's also meant that I've put the next book, which is called The Star on pre-order. So what I do with the Ravenglass books is it's on pre-order now for August, but the draft is finished, so as soon as it's edited, I'll just get it out, I'll change the pre-order date, I'll bring it forward. So it'll probably come out sometime next month. I just like to give myself that wiggle room in case anything goes wrong, so that's why the pre-order is probably a bit longer than it should be. So in terms of writing this week, I have started brainstorming ideas for The Moon, which is going to be book 18 of the Ravenglass Chronicles. There's a little thing going on where I've kind of painted myself into a bit of a corner with the plot, so I'm just trying to work out a way to navigate that without it feeling like something just getting shoehorned in. I think I've got it, I just want to make it satisfying and also meet that criteria of being surprising but inevitable. But first, what I need to do, and what I have been doing, is working on Cleric of the Wasteland. So this is book four in my Wasteland series. I was writing a Wasteland series during 2017, it's now 2020 so revisiting these characters revisiting that world is very strange i have to say i feel like i've moved on with my storytelling and my writing quite a bit and it's just taken a little bit to reorientate myself with that world 
That being said, I've been working slowly through the redraft. So I wrote this last summer and I'm about 20% through the redraft now. So that's good. It's slow progress. It feels like it's kind of writing through mud a little bit. But what I'm doing is I'm doing a rewrite and then I'm doing a line edit every day. So picking a section and then doing that, picking a section. So it's slow, it's methodical, but by the end I won't have to do a redraft. It'll just be ready for beta readers and things like that. So based on that, I think it's going to take me five weeks to do. Maybe six if things get a bit slow around the end, I don't know. But I'd like to get that done by my wife's birthday. So that is on the 14th of June. So that works out quite well if I can do that. So in terms of reading, I've read a few books this week. They were psychology books. I read one called Influence and one called Persuasion. So when I read the Scott Adams book, Head to fail at almost everything and still win big. He talked about the idea of talent stacking, which I think's a really cool idea. So this is the idea that you build up talents in different areas that can overlap. So he gives the example of his success with the Dilbert comics was because he had slightly above average talents in different unrelated areas that crossed over. So he talks about the idea of not being the funniest guy in the room, but he's probably funnier than a lot of his friends about him not being a very good artist but can draw well enough and he's also pretty good at noticing things that other people don't about their workplace and turning it into a joke so on their own they're self-confessed mediocre talents but when they come together they create something really cool really interesting and one of the things he does talk about and he talks about this in another book of red of his called win bigly which is the idea that persuasion is an excellent tool to have so I read two key texts, I suppose, on this subject, which are influence and persuasion. And the reason I want to get better at persuasion is because that allows me to tell better stories, that allows me to communicate better and to keep people interested in my work. So I was thinking about what my talent stacks are, what am I good at, what kind of things have I built up over time. And, you know, my background is probably a bit odd. It's probably a bit different to a lot of people. I spent a lot of time in university studying I did philosophy, I did art, did a master's in history of art, and then I did a PhD in history of art. So I've got things like the ability to focus, the discipline that's required to do a PhD, the ability to be driven on your own, and understanding the best ways to learn and things like that. So that was that background, the academic stuff. And then there's the journalism side. While I was doing my PhD, I was editing a magazine, doing journalism, writing for the Yorkshire Post, and then became a political reporter after that. And what that taught me was how to gather information, how to have a broad understanding of things. Because the one thing about academia is you get very narrow focus. You become an expert at something very specific. So if you want to know about the life of the sculptor Jacob Epstein, I'm probably one of the preeminent people in the world to know about his life and work. But to me, that's really uninteresting. What I prefer is to know a lot about a lot of things in a lot of different disciplines. So through the academic stuff, through the journalism, I learned to write. I learned how to have an argument, how to construct a sentence, learned about grammar, learned about communication, speaking in public. You know, I did three years worth of teaching when I was doing my PhD as well. I can also do a lot of audio stuff. I'm very good with audio. I've been doing sound engineering since I was 16. been playing in bands, playing music, and this has all helped with things like podcasting. And then I mentioned a few weeks ago about working with stockbrokers and having an interest in business and entrepreneurship. So all those different things, all those different elements come together to make my talent stack which for some reason is perfect now for what I'm doing it's almost like I've done all these things in the background which seem completely unrelated 
and have all meant that I'm perfectly positioned in the right time, in the right place, with the right set of skills to be a successful indie author. So I couldn't have done this a decade ago. I didn't have the skills as a writer, the abilities to learn and communicate and things like that. So I think that's my talent stack. I think that's what my unique perspective on this is. It's something that I can keep improving. I can keep working on. I can become better. I can use it all to make me a better writer, to make me a better author. I think that was a bit of a tangent there as I was telling you about the books I'm reading. So I'm also reading a book, a fiction book. This is called Tekla. This is by Stephen Bruce, and it's a third book in his Vlad Talos series. So this is fantasy, assassin stuff, sword and sorcery. I've read the first couple of his books, really like them, a lot of fun. I figured that I need to start getting into the mindset of what's going to be my next series. So you'll hear me talking about assassins, you'll hear me talk about thieves, you'll hear me talk about heists and con artists and that kind of thing. So that's the stuff I'm going to try and look at over the next few months, probably until the end of the year. So this is going to mean a combination of reading fiction, reading non-fiction, gleaning what I can, letting it seep into my subconscious, and then that can inform the way I outline the next series. So next week then is all about carrying on with Cleric of the Wasteland and hopefully enjoying the weather because it looks like it's going to be a nice one next week. So thanks for listening and until next time, cheerio. (music) 